You are listening to the Novel Writing Podcast, episode 104. Grab a cup, cozy up, and let's get to writing. Today, I have author Beth Savoy with me to talk about her experience as a writer, a published author, and a participant in both the 60-Day Novel Writing Challenge and Tally Inc.'s Coaching and Critique Program. Beth, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. This is really, really exciting. You're actually my first podcast interview ever. So, <laughs> Yes. So yay. Go ahead and tell our listeners more about who you are, the genre that you write, and how long you've been writing. So I'm Beth Savoy. I write murder mysteries, or you may even call them British crime dramas because they're all set in Canterbury, England. And how long have I been writing? The proverbial forever, but really seriously in the past like five, six years is when I uh, decided, hey, I want to take this serious. How many books do you have out right now? Two. And what are you working on right We're now? The third in the series. You probably want to know about series two. Of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. The um the murder mystery is it's called Compton and Murray Mysteries. And there's two books in the series so far. I'm working on the third. And yeah, I don't know how long it's gonna be, but there is actually a fourth one written. We can talk about that later. And so they follow it's kind of like law and order in the United States where they you have the same detectives but different mysteries. So it does follow a pattern, but it also they're standalone. You could read them out of order in order however you want to. So you've been with the, the 60 Day Novel Writing Challenge and our talent eat groups for a while. I don't actually remember mm -hmm. the first time you showed up in one, but how like how did you find the 60 Day Novel Writing Challenge? I let's see, it was actually 2021. I remember because it was the year I published my first book. And I had one of my friends, Christina, she was in a mom group who had someone who was part of the 60 day, the just the Facebook group, the 60 day challenge, and had heard about the premium and the 60 day, the actual paid program. And so we decided to do it. And well, from there, it went downhill. <laughs> downhill so, meaning two years later you're still in it so like, yes no but it's actually a good thing because like I said I had just published my first book and that's why I remember the year and the reason why she was like we should do this group thing because she had heard all of me crying and yelling and all this stuff I had to go through publishing my book on its own and she's like these people like help you do that and so, oh, so Christina was the one who was like, this, this group can help you mm -hmm. do all the stuff that you just had a hard yes. time doing. Yeah. Because she had heard someone in one of her mom groups talk about the um, 60 day challenge. And I don't know if it was Elizabeth or Shanna, one of the people that's in the group was in that group. And so okay. it's kind of a roundabout way. And I did it mainly because he was wanting to start getting more confidence in her writing and she got excited. So I'm like, well, I'll do that too. I'll do it with her to help her and ended up, yeah, getting a lot of help. For the listeners, tell us the difference between your experience writing and publishing the first book in the series, which is Envious Score, and the book you're currently working on right now. Like, What's the difference in the process that you went through based on your experience in the challenge <laughs> and in premium? Well, so the short answer is it took me five years to publish Envious Score and one year to publish Death Illuminated, working with the group. And the long answer is everything that I learned in the group in one year took me five years to research, to learn on my own, to make a bunch of mistakes, even to I always joke about 
I accidentally put my book on pre-order, which was okay because that made me actually finish it and publish it because Amazon doesn't like when you put it on pre-order and take it off. So I feel like the first one might not have gotten out if I hadn't done that, but it was all the formatting, all the stuff that I had to do on my own. The other thing too is knowing and understanding how important things like editors, like critique partners, like all of those kind of things are. Because yeah, I was doing all that on my own and asking my friends because I didn't know how else to find stuff. Don't ask your friends to critique your stories, just FYI. Well, you can, but Unless if you want like... real critique, if you want your book to improve, hire somebody. If you want yes. someone to tell you that your book is great, awesome, just publish it as it is, then ask your friends. Unless you have that one friend. I have one friend that could be a critique, like an editor, who told me he didn't like my character, he was a jerk, and I wouldn't read that book if you hadn't give it to me for free. And well, that improved Matthew, but we'll talk about Matthew. And in fact, there's one of my favorite scenes in Envious Score where he picks up this woman at a bar and he can't remember her name. This is Matthew we're the talking next... about, not the, not okay. the editor friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I don't see Anna told her that. But yeah, Matthew, Matthew is the one character. of your main characters. Yes. We gotta like explain that. And so, oh yeah. Matthew and Jacob are the two main characters. Matthew always gets everybody into trouble. Yeah. So he picks up this woman. He doesn't remember her name. And that once again was one of my favorite scenes. And it came about because somebody said, hey, you know, this character is not likable, but also telling you why. And that's where I think, you know, good critique partners are good in that they don't just tell you this works, this doesn't work, but how and why. And maybe making suggestions. And I've actually been in other groups where that didn't happen. And, you know, like, we have a local group here, our local it's by writers group, which they're great, but in wanting to grow and progress as an author, you know, sometimes you outgrow like local things or outgrow certain things. So they gave me a great start of everything, which if we talk about my series, I'll explain that. But at some point you do want to be with people that are at least on your level or maybe even a little bit higher to kind of move up and to get more more in depth. But that's also too where paying people to do things too, so like the editors. So let's actually talk about the series. So what was your path from that original spark of an idea for a story mm -hmm. to where you are now with what the series has become? Well, originally it was going to be a standalone and it was from Matthew's point of view. It was going to be a first person, just a murder mystery but have an element of paranormal because I do like fantasy. I do like ghost stories. And then as it progressed and other people read it, it was like, you know, they didn't buy the ghost thing. But then also to Jacob is the other main character. And that one actually has three main characters, which is another sergeant. But as I was telling the story, I realized, number one, it needed more than one point of view to tell the story. But also, too, Jacob became more of an important person. He's the inspector. He's Matthew's boss. And so I wrote that standalone, and it was really cool. But then in our writing group, the Bayou Writers, we came up with this idea to do a Bayou, it's called Bayou Rimos, kind of a subset of um, NaNoWriMo, where we had three months to write a story and write 30,000 words. And somebody said, hey, you should do the prequel about where, how these guys met. And so I was like, oh, that'd be a cool idea. 
And as I re- wrote the book, wrote the prequel, it was supposed to be like a novella, but then it just kept growing and growing. And then people liked the character so much. Somebody said, hey, that would be a great series. And I went, it would be. So now five, six years later, it's six, no, it's going on seven years now, is um, I have two of them. And then I still have that standalone that's not a standalone anymore that eventually is going to become part of the timeline. I don't know you, where, but you basically have for like a, this this random other book in your series yeah. that is just waiting for its place once the rest of the yes. series catches up. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Which is also fun because then in the series, not to give too much away, there's stuff that goes on. I'm like, oh yeah, I could put this in and it leads up to this. And then people don't know it until they get to it, which is, I love series like that. Whenever you like, you don't catch it until you get to that point and you're like, oh wait, that's why they did this or that's why that. Which is why I like reading series, especially reading yeah. them over again, because then you can go back and, and pick yeah. up all of those little like Easter eggs that got planted. Yeah. Well, and that's where too, I think with the series, I always wanted it to be standalone. I like the ones that are the murders where you can pick it up in the middle and still kind of understand, but then you get to know the characters and you're like, huh, I wonder how they went, got to there. So you start over and start reading. Um, one of my favorite authors, Jonathan Kellerman, his books are like that. And then Elizabeth George that does the Lindley series, hers are like that too. And they both have like 30, 40 books. I think Jonathan Kellerman's on like 49, 50. Wow. Don't quote me on that one, but yeah. So we have to talk about how characters are real people. When you talk about Matthew, when you talk about Jacob, well, more specifically Matthew, because he's the the problem (laughs) child in in your story. Everybody in our group knows who he is, knows what he does, what he's like. We're like, oh, that's so Matthew. Can can you tell us more about how characters become real for you? Yeah, I can always tell when people are like, like they've really read the book because they're like, they don't say, oh, it was good, right? Their opening line is, what is wrong with Matthew? What is his problem? And so, and and that's kind of those points where characters, you really realize how real they are, even if they aren't physically real. And like writing it, it's, I I don't know if there's a crossover of when they stop becoming yours and they become their own person. But when you're writing it, it's like as you're typing or writing, however you, you put the story out there, they start doing things that you're like, oh, wait, what? Why did you do that? Or Oh, that's why this happened because you acted like this or you did this. And in fact, a recent scene, I didn't even know what the response was going to be where everybody was surprised, including the author on how Matthew responded. And so usually those are the ones where he shows character growth and smart choices. And the, but then even Jacob, Jacob was a minor character that was just supposed to be someone who Matthew needed an inspector because he was a sergeant and they needed someone to work with. And as writing Jacob, it's almost like he took over going, well, hey, you know, this is my story. This is what I'm, I'm doing. He kind of threw himself in there. I don't know how they become that way, but they just do. But originally, Jacob was this this uber perfect character, and you ended up having yeah. to give him this super tragic backstory to make him more yeah. real. Yes, yeah, and that that was interesting of coming up with like character sketches and character bios because it's really interesting that the most family oriented characters in my story have small families, and Matthew, who hates his family, has the biggest like siblings, step siblings, not real siblings. If you read Death Eliminated, that will become very important. And so, 
not going to say anything else, but yeah, it's interesting how they evolved. But I think though, with mine and with any story is you can't have Mary Sue characters. And that's what, as I was first writing them and reading it, and then even critique partners were like, he's a little bit too perfect. He's like the Mary Sue of the the story. And I was like, yeah. So, so it's starting to look at other characters like Jacob and going, okay, well, tell me about yourself. Interviewing, I guess. I like character interviews where you talk to them and say, you know, ask them what their opinion is or what would and, they do. And you've done that with your email series. You have these, mm-hmm. these actual, like you're you're pretending there's this journalist or whoever sitting down with your characters. Yes. yes. And the way yeah. you write the responses is so in character. Like Jacob is super yes. uncomfortable and Matthew's like, let me let me get your number. Yes. <laughs> like yes. All of those things. He does end up with her number. I don't know, you know, and I think for me it's Stepping out, because Matthew does things I would never do. And even Jacob does a few things I would never do. Although I have a brother who works in the police department. He's a detective. And so I ask him, you know, would you, what would y'all do? And then just kind of think about that. Some of Jacob's responses are kind of similar to what he would do too. But yeah, it's just sitting there, like taking that step outside of yourself and going, what would the character do? Not what would I do? And everybody's like, oh, Matthew, Leah, he's so hot, this and that. But when you really think about it, would you want your daughter to date him? No. But for a book boyfriend, he's great. Or for that book character, right? As long as he doesn't show up on your doorstep, we're good. In the characters, some series have, and then I guess it's the nature of the series, but their characters kind of stay the same. I don't want mine to do that. And so that's been fun to like help them grow and watch them grow. Kind of on that subject, let's circle back to the challenge and how the challenge like helps with Mm -hmm. idea generation, the structure. What about the 60 day challenge and even premium has helped Mm -hmm. you improve your writing process and like make the books better over time? I should actually have my 60 day workbook. I don't, it's in another room, but it's like become my series Bible. And I know with the 60 day challenge itself, you don't have to get the hard copy, but for me, it was really valuable because the structure of it helped me organize better. And so that, so envious score, the first one, I kind of just wrote on the fly, pantsing it. And I realized with the mystery, that's probably not the best idea. And so because then clues, everything get missed. But um, with the 60 day challenge, the way you do like your character sketches, your, you know, seeing like every day does something different. It kind of helps you think about who your characters are. Like through the 60 day challenge, when we were doing the character sketches, I already had them written for Envious Score. But when I went through and actually did that, it made me think of other things. Like I figured out that Jacob and Matthew, neither one are good at miniature golf, and that's going to come up in something later. And Matthew can't shoot straight, which I know in England, they don't really carry guns, but you can get arm certified and he can't get arm certified because he can't shoot worth anything. You know, just little things like that. So it helped to like really solidify, define the characters. Then also too, one of my favorite parts is every day you get like 10 ideas, 10 generating. So I even have ideas for further novels in my 60 day novel. So that really, you know, the the structure of it helps to organize your ideas. So even if you are a pantser and you don't like to go outlines, it's still helpful. And once again, another short answer is it took me five years to publish one book. And with the 60 day was one year. That was also the premium too in the coaching, but 
but it actually helped me get my thoughts together to write the story faster and not change 25 things. What would you say to writers who are wondering, like, what exactly does the 60 day challenge or even premium help with? Because I know accountability in writing groups is a huge thing when you feel like you mm-hmm. like you have to deliver something every week, but we, yeah. we're not asking you to deliver stuff every week. Yeah. We're just asking you to like show up to a call and maybe share a yeah. win or stuff like that. Yeah. So what would you what would you say to writers who are wondering about that? So what I was talking about was just the 60 day challenge part, the premium that you can add on that one, you you learn a lot, not just from the coaching part of it, the coaching aspect, but also listening to other people and their struggles, what they, you know, their experiences and like, maybe you don't take all the ideas they have or the, all the coaching ideas, but it gives you something to go, Hey, I could try that. Or yeah, that's not going to work for me, but you at least have that there. So having that and just the knowing that you have other authors, though, too, and other people that are in the same struggles as you. But also, too, it kind of goes back to the people that are on your level, people that may be below or above you. You you learn a lot from everybody. And then, of course, the the critique part of it, you're submitting your work, like short parts of it, and you get ideas for your story, you know, what's working, what's not. For me, it's been interesting because I'm historically been the only murder mystery in there with fantasy, but it's being able to see other genres and kind of, you know, critiquing other people's work helps, but also to getting ideas from other people who don't necessarily read your work, read your genre still critiquing, I think is a different mindset than like genre. And so in that group, it kind of, I don't know how to say it. It's like, you still get a lot from it. You definitely do. Even if they're not um, mystery authors, they still have been able to say, you know, this doesn't work. This doesn't make sense. Why would he do that kind of thing? And that's where I think the good critique comes from. I mean, I've had some bad critiquers that I even had to say, did you even read the thing? And that's people that read my genre. That's that's where it's really been real valuable. It's just getting feedback from that, from um, both the coaching and from the um, fellow authors. Basically, yes, do it. It's worth it. Also, too, and, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I know some of this is to, um, to talk about the 60-day challenge, but one of the things is I've looked at the other programs, and for what you pay, you get a lot. It really is. I, I think it's, it's good value, too, that and the, the one-on-one, but definitely the, the premium and the, the critique portion of it, too. And so also found developmental editor in people too. Cause yeah, Lauren in the tally group has been awesome with helping with the, the developmental edit parts. And she even went back and looked at my first one too, and kind of told me a few things too. And oh, so, right. Cause that that's, that's right. Your first book didn't go through professional edits. No, it did not. And, and people could tell like, uh, like I, and, and if, if nothing else, that's the one telling point of, I have one of, one of my friends, he's always, he's been the first one to buy my envious score and he set himself up to be the first to buy death illuminated. He wants the next one too. And he said, you could tell a difference between the first and the second one. Yeah. And so whenever I did do a second edition, went through like professional editing, he even could tell a lot of difference between the first and the second, you know, not being critical, but just going, wow. That one's better. Yeah. And, and I so, think that's going to be true for any author going from mm-hmm. your first to your second to your third is your yeah. first is always going to be like your your rawest form, even if it is professionally right. edited. I, yeah. I can go back and read my first book and be like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, sweet. You sweet summer child. 
yes yes yeah <laughs> I, like, I read, read book two and like book two mm-hmm. is way better and i write it really like, yeah book three is yeah. three is way better and book four is way better it's like yeah it's a progression well and that's where i think i've grown as an author but also too being willing to go yeah i can't do this by myself and um writing a solitary but publishing takes yes. a village yes but even the writing part doesn't have to be so solitary because you can get ideas, you can bounce ideas. Because some of the things I have come up with has come from doing things in the group, like our character decision workshop. And you know, it, that was fun doing that from a different minor character's perspective of being able to see what the story's going to do. And just other people going, well, what if they did this? Well, what if they did that? And you're like, maybe they wouldn't do that, but they're going to do this. Because that sparked something else. So as we as we wrap up, do you have mm-hmm. any parting advice for people who are maybe curious about the 60-day challenge or about working with a coach, whether it's uh, in premium or one-on-one or even working with editors like Lauren and Haley? Do it. Just do it. No, you know, you're going to have a lot of, um, I can do it myself. I'll just watch YouTube and figure it out. And you can, you can, but just know you get what you pay for. And if you get free advice on YouTube, it's free advice, but it really is worth the investment, whatever part of it, because the accountability, but also the information, because you only know as much as what you know and free stuff on YouTube or wherever is only going to give you part of the story. It's getting into it, but also getting other opinions and just, you know, what's working for other people do it. And if you're looking at the 60 day challenge going, oh, should I add premium on? Should I just do the six eight? Just add the premium on. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. But also too, and, and and I say that kind of tongue in cheek, but you know, whenever Christina and I first did it, we just did the challenge part of it just to kind of see, test the waters and see if it was going to be a good fit. Because that's the other thing is if something isn't working for you, don't keep doing it. Right. Or, you know, if it worked for you in the past and is not working for you now, it's okay to say, hey, let this go. Where can people go and buy all of your books, follow you on social media, get more of Matthew, (laughs) all the good stuff? (laughs) That seems to be the question is where can I read more about Matthew? And that would be on my website. um, It's bethsavoy.com. And you can sign up for my email newsletter through there. And the newsletter I do, um, I have a short story which features Matthew, but there's also a lot of like exclusive content, alternate inning to death illuminated, character bios, character pictures, and, you know, just more updates. And then on um, social media, I'm on Instagram and um, TikTok at Beth S underscore Canterbury. And then Facebook is just Best Savoy. And then buy my books. Amazon's probably the most obvious place, but if you Google Beth Savoy books, there's a lot of different places you can click on if you like independent. I know in Britain, I've found a lot of British bookstores that have it on their online store. So oh, that's cool. So there's a few places. Yes. Hopefully right. they're not Brit picking me too bad. Beth, thank you for joining me to yeah. talk about your your writing journey and, you know, sharing more about Matthew and about Jacob. Yeah. Jacob, yes. I appreciate it. it. It was fun. I enjoyed it. All right. That is it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. And remember, your first draft is supposed to be garbage. The Novel Writing Podcast is a production of Tally Inc. To find out more about our writing resources, including the 60-Day Novel Writing Challenge, check out the links in the description.